You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and NBA as a whole. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from. Alexa, Stitcher, all of those. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Thursday as I'm losing my voice and <clears throat> what's going to be the stupidest podcast I've ever had to do. I'm going to freely admit it. And the annoying thing is we actually do have to talk about this and what's going on. And you guys probably know by now if you listen to this pod because you know what's going on with the team. And that's DeMarcus Cousins unfollowing the Pelicans on Instagram and saying it's because he's grown, which I don't even know what quite what that is supposed to mean or entail, but hey, let's try and find out because that's what we're going to do here. I did some TV on WDSU yesterday about it, did a couple of radio spots in New Orleans and elsewhere around the state talking about this. So this is things that people or something that people want to know about and DeMarcus Cousins doing it makes it a thing. So even though this thing is so stupid and pointless and just there's, it's the one of the dumbest, like the flames coming out of my head um, type thing. Is terrible. We do actually have to talk about it for a podcast that talks about the Pelicans almost daily. So we're going to. And then I'll give you guys a bit of an update on the awards situation that we're going to get soon towards the end of next month. After the finals, I think, is when they do the All-NBA Awards and the big show and all of that. We've got a bit of an update there. Where does AD fall in some of these? So that'll be a good thing. We can transition to something important with the team, and that matters a little bit more. So let's just, you know, let's get absurd and dive into whatever this rabbit hole that we're about to dive into is. Okay, so what happened is DeMarcus Cousins unfollowed the Pelicans' official Instagram account. That's it. That's all that happened. He hasn't said anything other than when someone asked him about it on an Instagram post. I don't really use Instagram either, so I'm a little out of my territory here. He said They asked why, and he said, because I'm grown. I don't quite know what this is supposed to mean other than he's an adult, so he doesn't follow the Pelicans, but he then immediately followed the Los Angeles Lakers after that. And that's where I think we can maybe kind of understand a little bit more about what's going on here. So let me lay it out for you. It's likely him just trying to build some leverage for himself in a position and time as my phone goes off that, yeah, you know, it, he doesn't have any leverage right now whatsoever. I think it's, you know, he's still under contract for the Pelicans until the end of June. That's when the league year ends in July 1st is the start of a new league year. And that's when he becomes a free agent. Other teams can't talk to him right now. The only team that he can talk to is the New Orleans Pelicans. So if they come to him and start trying to talk about a contract situation, he's got zero leverage there because it's not like any other team is showing interest in him right now because they can't. So if he, if maybe he's had conversations with the Pels and they said, hey, we're thinking a two or three year deal, that's what we're going to offer you on opening night, he's going to try and push back and gain some leverage, but he doesn't have much right now coming off of this injury that no one's really dealt with before, that players historically, or at least no one of his size and position has really come back from before, that players have historically come back at 
85 to 90% of their former selves at best, let alone a big in, you know, with his body weight and everything that can definitely change things a little bit. So you're looking maybe 80%, who knows? We're not entirely sure here yet. So, you know, he's got no leverage with the team to try and say, no, you, you need to pay me more than that. So he's trying to show that there's a real threat of him walking because the Pels do have all the cards. They can offer him more years than any other team. They can offer him more money than any other team. But also, in negotiations, you're not going to throw your best offer out there immediately. You're going to kind of lowball, probably, and hope you kind of work towards a middle ground. But Cousin doesn't want that. He wants it all, as he should. There's no reason not to want it, and I don't fault any player in any sport for trying to get maximum amount of money and value for what they do. And this is what he's trying to do. Coming off this injury, you want five years versus two or three just to guarantee yourself that money. Because if you come back and you don't play well, you're not going to earn those extra two years on your next contract. It's going to be far less than that. So I get why these games are happening, and I think... That's really what's going on here. I don't think it means he's just walking away or anything like that. Again, it would be stupid for him to just completely alienate the Pelicans who can offer him an extra year and more guaranteed money than any other team can. So why would you piss that team off and then just say, okay, screw it. Also, I don't care if he likes the Lakers because until the Lakers come to him and say, we want you to play for for us in Los Angeles, it doesn't mean shit, basically, because they can't contact him. They're going after LeBron first. They're going after Paul George. And you guys have heard me say, I think maybe uh, there's a chance they look at Cousins after they don't get those two guys, potentially, but say they do get them. Well, then Cousins is screwed there. And what did liking this on Instagram do? Zero. Nothing. Crap. Whatever. It's just the stupidest damn thing. I'm trying not to like just swear a ton because what's what's the point of all this? So I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed that I have to talk about this. I'm annoyed that other people want to talk about this. And I'm annoyed at Cousins for doing this in the first place because it's just childish and silly. And when I was on TV with Fletcher Mackle of WDSU doing a segment on this, we were talking after and he made a really good point. As an organization, the Saints you know, have historically not liked distractions. You will be gone if you cause drama and crap like this with them. That probably holds true somewhat, even though they're kind of run differently, to the Pelicans. And now with Gail Benson as the team's owner, does she want to deal with this? I don't know. Maybe just screw this. This team looks really good. They got to the playoffs. They got a sweep in the first round. We don't need DeMarcus Cousins. And now he might be shooting himself in the foot by doing this. So it's stupid. I just don't understand the point of this at all. It's also worth noting that he still follows all the players on the team as of when I'm recording this. All the players still follows Jen Hale and he still follows the Saints. So the only one he didn't follow was the Pelicans. Okay. A little bit weird. It seems like he follows them all on Twitter and all of that. So does this really mean anything? Maybe it depends on your your hierarchy of social media platforms. Is Instagram above Twitter, above Snapchat? Where do they fall in the rankings here, which is maybe just like an interesting sociological thing, but we're not going to do that because that's not it's not called locked on whatever that would be. So, yeah, I you know, I don't know entirely what's going on here. There is potential that, you know, he saw the Zach Lowe article, started hearing rumors, was, fuck this team if they try and offer me something low. And we know him as a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve. He's prone to emotional swings, whether that's good or bad in your opinion. And then, you know, maybe that's why he did something like this to try and send a message and it had nothing to do with anything real or actual going on with the team. 
So before we talk about another ramification of this, and like I said, there's actually a bit of an interesting discussion to be had about this. It's not just the stupidest thing that I actually think it kind of is at times, so that's okay. Make sure you listen to Locked On NBA Daily. Stuff like this happens all the time in the association, and it's fun, and we get to talk about it, and there's also good playoff games going on, and we're close to the NBA Finals, and you need to make sure you know what's going on. You do that by listening to Locked On NBA Daily. So part of the ramifications could be that fans get pissed and they don't like him because of this. And then if he does end up getting signed back here, it leads to a lot of issues. So I think that's going to be one of those things. I already saw the fan base kind of turning against him a little bit today as it was more just screw that guy if he's going to act like this. We don't want you here if you act like this. We've kind of been through this situation with Eric Gordon that was restricted free agency versus unrestricted free agency here. But still, that's a bit of a factor into everything. So keep that in mind. We also saw this kind of happen recently where Dennis Schrader took down all of his stuff from the Atlanta Hawks and just said, no, like I got to keep my ratios and other things like that. It doesn't mean anything. I'm just cleaning it all up. And then about a month or so later, asked for a trade. So it basically says he wants out. So, you know, this could have actual meaning to it. We just don't know yet. It's too early. So there's no point speculating and getting stressed out about an Instagram page. We're not in the business. We shouldn't be in the business of making news out of this sort of thing, though that happens. So it's just an annoying thing that we don't ever really want to deal with. And this is what we're dealing with. And we have to deal with it, even though, again, I'm going to, to sum this all up. This is just really stupid. So as I said, the stupidest part of the podcast we're going to have to do basically ever. Hopefully we don't have to ever do this again here on Locked On Pelicans because this is annoying. Though, you know, good for me because it fills up some airtime during a normal, very dead period for the Pels. So, real news, and this is good news, and I'm happy about this. The MVP uh, and Defensive Player of the Year finalists were announced, and the, the league announces a whole all of their finalists for their awards for their award show later on. Defensive Player of the Year finalists. No surprise here. Rudy Gobert, Joel Embiid, no surprise, and Anthony Davis. Those are your top three. One of those guys is going to win it. That guy's going to be Rudy Gobert. I think Davis is going to finish second or obviously second or third. I think probably third. I think you're going to see people give it to Embiid over, though I really think Anthony Davis should have this award kind of locked up, but it depends on your criteria. Is it the best game-by-game defensive player? Then, yeah, it's going to be Rudy Gobert, and it's not even close. Is it going to be a guy who did it, who is just the best defensive player over the course of the season? Well, that should be Anthony Davis. He played most of his team's games this year. Gobert missed 30% of them playing in something like 70, 69 or 70% of the Jazz games this year. They were amazing when he played. Let's not you know say anything other than that. But still, sometimes the best ability is availability, and Anthony Davis beats out those other two guys by a good margin. And if that's your criteria, well, then he should win. So it kind of depends. And I, you know, look at this going back to a couple of years ago for the All-NBA team where Davis missed fewer games than what Gobert missed and didn't make an All-NBA team. It, you know, if you're going to kind of set that precedent, maybe that's kind of how you have to look at it. Part of it also is these two awards don't have the same type of criteria. You know, I think ability availability matters more for the all NBA teams than it does for defensive player of the year. So that's going to be a thing. So what, whatever's going to happen, it's nice to see him nominated though. It's kind of a Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're last kind of thing. So doesn't really do them much good, but it's nice to see him getting some recognition. The better recognition is the MVP finalists. We already know James Harden's going to win. We know LeBron is going to be in that top three as well, but the other guy announced was Anthony Davis. 
This is not an award where if you're not first, you're last. Just getting in that is a very, very big deal. And seeing that Anthony Davis is going to finish second or third is a fantastic, fantastic thing. This raises his profile up. This puts him in the running for MVP just right off of the bat next season. That's all big. That's all really good. And I think that's what you want to see. And you've got to be pumped about it. And it's deservedly so. He was outstanding this year. We can go through the numbers. We don't need to. But he did it on both sides of the ball while leading this team to the playoffs. Doesn't factor in postseason or anything like that just regular season award and he was outstanding and deserves to be recognized as one of the three most important players in the league this season so good for Anthony Davis for getting nominated for both of those two awards and being in the finalist of it all we don't have anything on all NBA all defensive team nothing like that yet we'll find that out at the award so hopefully we'll hear Drew Holiday's name called up for that as he should be wasn't in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. You could also say he likely should have been as well, but it's okay. We got Anthony Davis in there. That's an important thing too. So this is a good thing and is nice to counter out the stupid Instagram stuff that went on yesterday. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans Quick Podcast that was just filled with silliness. Hopefully we don't see this play out anymore. We will find out. It was just an interesting day all around when we were glued to Instagram instead of Twitter, which is different than how it normally goes. So thanks for bearing with me on that. Thanks for actually listening to me talk about the serious aspects of it too, and not just listening to me when I say this is stupid and then turning off the podcast. I appreciate that greatly. So thank you all for listening. This is the last podcast of the week so far. We're going three days a week right now. We might ramp it up when we need to. So no more podcasts the rest of the week. I'm going to take a nice long five-day weekend from this because that's definitely a good thing. So thank you all for listening. I'll be back with you all at some point next week.